0: Allie Hartwig here with the one, the only, the legendary Dave Attell. I know that's an annoying way to start this interview, but but it's true.
1: You really raised the bar very high, uh, very high for me.
0: Well, uh, I didn't Allie. raise it. You said it there. You're Dave Attell. Oh, thanks. I well, am- Allie,
1: congrats on the new gig, and uh, can I give you a little advice Please. as an old comic? How about decorate your uh, studio a little bit? It's
0: awful, it's isn't it? It's very
1: sterile in here. It's very...
0: We're actually. There's so a calendar on the wall. You got here a little too early. We're going to be changing it around. We're putting a bar in here and we're going to start playing bar games.
1: Oh, you really? We really are. Wow.
0: But I'm having a tough time thinking of ones to play after, you know, beer pong, flip cup, darts. I don't know. What bar games?
1: I don't know. I, I'm out of the game myself. So, um, what? how about make it more, um, I don't know, like Wii, like a Wii game
0: or something? Ooh, like I that. like that. That yeah. could be fun. Plus, Wii I whiskey.
1: Can, <laughs> I like something it. Something like that. And yep. if I
0: can convince them to buy me video games at work, I feel like I've done my job Small well. steps. Yeah. You'll build to it. Absolutely.
1: Hey, I got to say one thing. You know, it's cool to meet an East Coaster out here.
0: Right. Yeah? Buffalo,
1: yeah. I've played there many a time.
0: How do you like it?
1: Well, you know, it's definitely a time of year thing. And um, there is that brutal, brutal winter there. You know, where you're like, you know, I don't know how I should pack because I'm only supposed to be there for the weekend, but I might be stranded here in a snowstorm for like a month and a half. So I've had that kind of experience. And I was going to ask you, you grew up there, right? I did. So did you go to Canada a lot? I I went to
0: school in Canada, actually. Oh, you did? I went to college at U of T. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I was all over the place. You're you're from Buffalo. You don't stay in Buffalo.
1: So that's cool. So uh, what's the exchange rate in terms of education? So
0: here's the thing. The education in Canada, there are rallies every single day about how tuition prices are so expensive. Uh I had to pay double tuition as an international student. No. And I paid twelve grand a year.
1: Wow. And, and that was How great is tuition. that.
0: Yeah. But when I started the exchange rate was forty percent. So I was like, Oh, it's a wash and then by the time I graduated the exchange rate was down to like twelve. Because I graduated so cool. in two thousand eight. When everyone's economy was doing so well,
1: what a, what a great your parents must have been like, really into that.
0: Yeah, right? they were super into it because they were all ready to be like, "You're gonna have to figure out how to pay for your college." And then I was like, "Guess what? It doesn't cost anything!" Nice. And I got a bunch of grants because I tried hard then.
1: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> and then I was like, "I want to be a comedy radio host." Mm-hmm. So
1: well, this is a power at- field. I mean, uh, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like comedy's big business now, so you know,
0: I've always been obsessed with it. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. What comics did you listen to when you grew up?
0: So growing up, I, was, <laughs> I got my like obsession with comedy from early Saturday Night Live. Oh, sure. I started watching all of the classics in my basement, alone, because mm-hmm. no one was knocking down this door. Um, <laughs> and then I remember the first time I saw Mitch Hedberg perform, and I just really? thought, what is this? I need more. Yeah, and then it, I watched you a lot, not when I was young, but yeah. I watched you a lot on Comedy Central.
1: So, so you started watching the SNL, mm-hmm. and did you also watch Mad TV? I yeah. did watch
0: Mad TV. Okay. Miss Swan, come on. Okay, had yeah, to love her.
1: Let's see. I guess the Simpsons.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons wow. for some reason. My parents were like, "Go watch Monty Python." But the Simpsons—that was too racist. Really?
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: I don't really know what the deal was there.
1: Mm, I don't get that one either. But, um, you know, the cool thing is now that you can go see these people live, you know?
0: I get to meet these people, which I'm (laughs) such a fangirl. I try really hard to play it cool. Who was Um, your
1: biggest, like, getting to meet?
0: Oh, geez. Who was my biggest getting to meet? That's a good question. I try and pretend like none of it's a big deal. Um... You put me on the spot and I I'm didn't sorry. have anything ready. Could it's it okay. To be an SNL
1: person, or I
0: mean, I know it's not you because that question tanked. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll fake I'm very,
1: I'm pretty low on the pet on the uh, uh, called the totem pole of uh, of comedy. So I would. But say not
0: that- I. What I love about you so much is that you you seem to be everywhere and know everyone and are involved with everything. And I've come to see it as people respect you so much within your industry. Like. Oh. You've been in so many of Amy Schumer's movies. I watched you in Crashing. You were in two episodes of that. With I was Speed in Home. Crashing.
1: I forgot to use that as one of my credits. I have very few uh, actual acting credits, so I should really use them every time. So I'm not an actor, as you know. You since you have followed my career, I'm not a big actor. And uh, now I think being a comic, you really have to be able to do. It's kind of like old school uh, show business. You know, you really should be able to do everything. You know, like you should act. You should, um, I guess, have a, 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 a be an author. You know, that's another big thing. And, uh, of course, I guess singing could help, you know, so that's... Can you sing? No, I can't.
0: What if I'm, you try? I'm a
1: one-dimensional, um, uh, act, basically. I'm a, road, I'm a road comic. I'm a club comic, so... And that's why, I like, Denver, you picked a great town, because this is, like, I, I'm sure you've heard this a million times from a million people, is that, like, Denver was always the club that you look forward to, like the Comedy Works. It was always the one that, you're like, ah, oh, man, I can't wait to get through this week, because next week I'm going to be at the Comedy Works. And, uh... The crowds here always were like, I would say that, you know, uh, it was, it was one of those things where you could try out new material, which is really cool. And I do that anyhow, but like they would get it and it always made me feel good, like to come here and see like, you know, just how, um, how, you know, how far you could push it. And I know now everyone's so, uh, you know, PC and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, at the end of the day I still think that this is like one of the strongest comedy towns in America, you know. And uh I'm I'm not the only game in town either. I mean Kyle Kanine who you must know, super funny guy. And uh he's he's at the Downtown Club. I'm at the I, I call it the Old Man Club. I'm at the one uh, Comedy
0: uh, Works South.
1: South, yes. Yeah.
0: Here in so, the Tech Center. Yes. Where we work and some people live.
1: uh uh-huh. And uh do you do you go to see like I guess since it is your job, you go to see live shows, right? I go to
0: see as many as I possibly see, can. see. Now
1: that's the one thing that I think a lot of people need to do is they need to go see comedy live, whether mm-hmm. it's an arena show, which I think is now like the new thing that people like. My first show was I got to see like you know ten thousand people. You know, it was yeah. like that. That's not really how it how it used to be. And I would say that like if you could get more people to go actually to live comedy, it doesn't matter who it is, just to get them out there so they can really see it and not just tweet about it. That mm-hmm. would be really helpful.
0: The first comedy show I ever went to was in Toronto, and it's it's such a different experience when somebody's so close to you. When you're feet away and you're right. all laughing at this together, right. instead of as you said, like those arena shows where a little speck on stage. That's is the new to you. thing
1: in my in my like uh, you know talk about like being in it a long time. It's like arena shows, like you know Sam Kinison, um, of course Andrew Dice Clay back in the day, like those big shows. You know the, those were the shows that like you know. Even before my time, I guess Steve Martin, you know, like these, you know, big things. Now it seems like the, the it's uh, there's so many people who can fill a, an arena, you know, and that's cool. That that really shows you how I guess comedy has like gone to the next level, you know.
0: Yeah, it absolutely has. So one of and I'm
1: glad to see it since I'm not a part of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, so one of my favorite things that you've done was was Dave's old porn because it combines really? all of my interests. <laughs> Really? Which we don't have to dive into. But it's, to me, it was always one of those things like you take, you just found an idea. You found something. And you actually found something that me and my friends used to do in my dorm room all the time. Really? But made it funny. I think that's Because we great. thought we were hilarious.
1: And to explain what it is, is uh, it was retro vintage porn from the golden age of porno, um, erotica as they call it the 1970s, and we would bring out the actual stars of the movie and kind of do a tribute with other comics. And, like, Bill Burr was on it, Amy was on it, um, Chelsea Handler, Margaret Cho. uh, Mark
0: Maron was on it. Mark
1: Maron, uh, Bill Burr. So we got, like, Joe Rogan. Like, all these great people would come by, and they would, you know, do like what you did with your friends, which is when you look at these, you know, old, raunchy films, you know, you have to say stuff. It's kind of, it's very funny. And it's also really, I guess you could say, a time capsule that and I always found that really exciting and and interesting and I also think that like uh you know those people those people are so different than today's adult stars and also just like how we look at it too like a lot of them got into it because they were artists they were like you know this is a freedom of expression and you know like I was a dancer and uh you know I also was in, involved in the art community and it was a lot of like that seventy stuff. So I, I I I find it fascinating, you know. But unfortunately, uh, we only did two seasons, and then um, I'm supposedly selling it overseas. So if you're listening in, I guess I don't know Uzbekistan. Maybe you've seen the show.
0: Maybe right. you have. It's yeah. a great show. If you haven't, I mean, the internet is out there. Ali, thanks, man. That's
1: a great. That's a solid for me. I yeah. Appreciate no,
0: it. love it. It really just. That's is- one of
1: my favorite projects of all the my of all the projects that I've spent my own money on. That's my favorite. So, is it really? Yeah.
0: Okay, well, it's my favorite that you've done, and I always feel like such a perv admitting it, but I really don't care, because yeah. no, comedy actually, plus porn, yes.
1: Yeah, so that was that, that's a win for both of us on that one. And uh, this bumping mic thing I did with Jeff, which is a Netflix thing. Yes, and, you uh, have a
0: Netflix special coming out.
1: Yeah. So I'm now, so excited. So now here's the thing that I wanted to ask you, since this is okay. kind of good, because it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm the old man, and, you know, uh, Netflix will be where people experience comedy now like it already is or on a on a other digital platform. Whereas when I was a boy, it was vinyl records. Like mm-hmm. I listened to George Carlin or Richard Pryor and you know, I would sit there alone listening to my records, laughing. And now with Netflix, uh and comedy well, Comedy Central I think gets a big tip of the hat from a lot of comics for like seeing comics and seeing the potential in them from uh, you know, you know, Amy again to Dave Chappelle and you know uh John Stewart and all those just these great comics who they gave a platform to who went on to uh, you know just super success and I think that that was like comedy Central's really like what they did for comedy like you cannot say enough thanks for but Netflix now is is in that business too and they have a lot of specials and not just from the usual people it's from all over the world now what do you think of that
0: I think I think it's so amazing too that they're doing um they're like roundups of comedians where each comedian gets like 15 sets. You like that. Uh, 15 minute sets, yes, because you're exposed to so many people that you think like, oh, I don't know who this is. I'm not going to dedicate an hour to it. 15 minutes? Right. Yeah, I'm going to give this person a shot. Like Taylor Tomlinson I found through one of those. And okay. I love her. Yes. I think she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool that Netflix right on your TV is just giving you access to comedy any time of the day.
1: Yeah, and Taylor, who I don't know that well, but I do know that she is a super hardcore, really good comic that, like, that will bring her audience to her live shows. So that's how that's going to work. But I was going to ask you that the hour special, do you think now, does anyone have the time to actually watch an hour? Because I know I've watched hours. And, like, (laughs) as a comic watching another comic, it's kind of like, you know, we watch it differently. You know, we're looking at the joke, you know, all that kind of structure. And now there's, like, all these different variations on a special. But, like, for you, as, as a person who's in a really sweet spot of, like, both knowing comedy and also as a viewer... Do you think the hour is over, like it's too long?
0: I don't. People I think are it's, busy. It's great. So it's kind of like I relate it to HBO with their half-hour comedies and their hour-long dramas. They should do
1: that more, yeah. It's,
0: with the hour-long special, you're committing to only an hour. Like, you commit an hour to watch a TV show all the time. So now, it's do you not watch like it-
1: Complete or do you yeah. take a pause and go, hey, I'm just going to make some calls and do all that kind of stuff?
0: No, I'll, I'll watch it completely because once wow. you get into that rhythm and you get into that like laughing uh-huh. mood, you have to keep it going. Because if you give yourself a break, then suddenly you're it's like stopping running. You have to warm back up again. Oh, okay. And so I like to sit through the whole thing. I by no means think the hour special is over. I just think you can equate it to the TV show versus the movie or the wow. half hour comedy versus the hour long drama. One's a little more invested, the other one is just like, you know getting you set for something, but I love Netflix specials. When I travel, pretty much the only yes. thing I download are comedy specials. I
1: see that on plays now all the time. People are watching specials. All the time. But I, I, I'm going to take the other side of it going like, people are busy. Our attention span has never been lower. Oh, yeah. I know myself, you know, um, just like after 50 minutes of anything, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little done. I'm a little spent. But- You're giving me, uh, like, great feedback, and I I hope there's more people like you because I I really do think that the hour special is in jeopardy right now of, like, you know, should it be a half hour, which is fine for me because I always have less material than I think. But for... um, the real comedy fan, do they want to see a full hour? You know, yeah. that's the thing.
0: See, as, as just a casual viewer of all entertainment, I think an hour is an appropriate amount of time to ask of somebody. Any more than that, you start to think, huh? But when you're consuming things digitally, not in a Netflix way, because we think of that more as TV. But like on Facebook, if something is more than two minutes long, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not really? going to sit around for more than two minutes. Okay. And if I do, it's got to be good. Most of the time, I'm not even turning the sound on. Comedy Central has figured out that where they'll do kind of like we do here with the little clips from people's acts, where you just get like the minute joke, like just the joke, right? And but it intrigues you, it piques your interest, and suddenly when you see their Netflix special pop up, you remember, oh. Mm-hmm. I saw that person.
1: Oh, I see. It's kind of like their hashtag.
0: Yeah, you know? okay. a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like advertising. So I'm we're getting some, so nerdy. Some tech terms. We're getting crazy nerdy on comedy. Well, I have right another now.
1: question for you. If you don't okay. mind me no, asking these questions. Not at all. So I assume you grew up in the age of the YouTube sensation.
0: Uh, YouTube came out when I was in college.
1: Okay, so now these YouTube people, uh, we they call them sensations. You know uh, these YouTube yeah. sensations. I feel
0: like the YouTuber thing has kind of. It's done. Uh, no, I don't. I I'm.
1: That's not your thing.
0: Yeah, it's not my demographic. I'm too old for it.
1: Okay, well, the iPhone generation kids. Yeah. That is their, you know, everything. That's their their uh, stars. That's their, you know, like, they'll learn how to do everything there. You know, like, how to put on makeup, how to do all these different things. YouTube is their thing. So, these people are now starting to work in the comedy clubs and work in live performance and it'll be interesting for you. I, I mean, I would love to hear if you had seen one of them live and if you grew up with them and like knew them live and like, was it like, you know, it's kind of like when I was a kid, I went to go see, um, I think my dad took me to where well, we got to meet Spider-Man. And then you realize it's just a guy wearing a costume. It's not Mm Spider-Man. You know, it's kind of like that. Like, when you finally get to meet your, like, hero, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do do wonder. Because the YouTube thing, I'm so not a part of. But I do remember a YouTuber. Somebody told me, oh, watch them. They're hilarious. And when I finally experienced them, I thought... You're not funny. Like my friend Jesse is funnier than you are. This you have is- a
1: big comedy knowledge. That's the problem. Maybe like,
0: I'm just not the audience.
1: Yeah. If the if if you start with that, like if you grew up on that, then you go like, well, that's what is funny, and that then you then you equate and compare everything to that. But since you have this like wide, you know, like you've sampled many dishes of comedy, so that's yeah, that makes you like a really a, a, a more. Uh, selective in what you think is good.
0: So do you see a difference in people's acts that have come up in this digital age and maybe gotten their start through YouTube or through Facebook or through something that's not just, you know, a comedy club?
1: Yeah, well, you know, like, there seems to be a lot of more um, long-form comedy, a lot more storytelling, a lot more um, a lot more um, identity stuff going on than back in the day of, like, you know, you go up there and you, you throw your best stuff and then you battle it out with the crowd and then that's kind of like, you know you know that's it you're done mm-hmm. now it seems like the show almost starts again on the web where like people will say i had a great time i didn't like it like how dare you say that so it becomes like this like never ending trail on one show which was really just like a throwaway or like you know you're doing it for the fans the people in the crowd or even when you do like a showcase like i you know you know this town they have like a million showcases like mm-hmm. for people to take it to that level you know it seems it seems like you know that's the new comedy now which is like it's more web related than it is to actually the live performance you know and uh the cool thing that I did with Jeff Ross who I guess you probably grew up watching the roasts mm-hmm. yeah so jeff is like there's no one better than jeff at both I'm going to say now show business um uh roasting and then of course uh eating after the show with me and him that's what we do since we're old that's all we do but uh jeff and i did it as a goof where I would invite him on stage and we would, you know, just riff around, do some crowd work, roast somebody in the crowd. And then we went on tour and we played, you know, some casinos and some theaters and, you know, that got, that, that was great. And then Jeff said, Hey, we should go to Montreal. And he is of course, ultimate producer guy He's really good. You uh, <coughs> got it up there and the Netflix people said, Hey, why don't you guys do some episodes? So we did three episodes at the uh, village underground in New York. And it's really a lot of fun. Like, Great people showed up, uh, Amy Schumer, uh, Michael Shea, uh, Bob Sackett, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. um, You know, just like so many great names, it's like hard to name them all. They showed up and they come on stage with us. It's very unscripted. There's some jokes there, you know, some of our jokes, uh, some of my jokes, some of Jeff's jokes. But it really is kind of like a mishmash, kind of like a a fun night out, you know, no filter kind of place. So I hope people like it. I know our fans will probably love it because it really is like, you know, you take – You know, you take two old names and you put them together and it's like a whole new thing. But Jeff doesn't like when I say that. I'll say it. I'm an old name. So it was a lot of fun to get to mix it up with Jeff. And it's totally different than a one-off stand-up special. (coughs) Sorry, I could barely get that out.
0: But you did it, you crushed it. Well, I'm really <laughs> I'm excited for the Netflix special. If you can't wait, which I don't recommend you wait, you should probably go see David Tell this weekend. Uh, tonight, tomorrow night, Comedy Works South at the landmark. You've got two shows both nights. Oh my god, you're gonna be exhausted by the end of this. Oh
1: no, that's nothing we used to used do three to have- shows on a Saturday.
0: Three shows on I don't a Saturday. Know what happened to that? Oh my god, bring because, it back. I
1: guess people have to get up early now for uh like a, you know, farmers market or something. I don't know what's happening.
0: Oh yeah, I totally get up early for farmers markets. You do? I do. <sighs> it's not my fault. Allie. I work early. I work early. My schedule's all jacked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we'll do a late show. I'll blow off the farmers market for a weekend and come do see it. you. All right, sounds good, Dave. Thanks for coming in thanks today. Thanks for having me, Allie.